0: morning and again thank god for this opportunity so let's take advantage of it we got lots to be thankful for we got lots to praise god for so we we want to we're going to have a good church brother charles gonna sing brother looper's gonna be preaching and in the meantime brother Duplis is coming and talk to us brother Bless you.
1: we have so much to be thankful for today so the mercy and the goodness of god and I realize this morning that we are, every one of us, are headed for that long and eternal home, the place we're going to spend eternity. So we're privileged this morning that we can come to the house of God and prepare ourselves for an eternity that will never end. And you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus said that uh, we're not to fear him that uh, can destroy the body, but rather fear him that is able to destroy both soul and body. But he also tells us about a place, and you know there's some people that that do not believe in hell. Brother Luper was telling, he probably mentioned it, I hope I'm not stealing his thought, but a a man that uh, says that he studied the Bible and figured out that that there is no place called hell. This is hell here on earth. This is what hell is uh, today. Well, if there's no hell then uh, there certainly can be no heaven. But I believe there is a heaven, and Jesus said that He was going and prepare a a place for us that where He is, that we could be there too. So this morning as we gather here, and and I realize there's a lot of people out and uh, still celebrating or enjoying the blessings of God, but uh, we have that... Uh, desire in our hearts this morning that has brought us to the house of God, that we're here that we can uh, prepare ourselves for that eternal destiny that every one of us is going to, and because we hear the word of God and it gives us uh, instructions, somebody said, well there, there, are no, there are instructions of how that we can make that eternal home our eternal home, And I'm thankful this morning that God gave us that privilege and opportunity that we can know Him in the fullness of His truth and His mercy and His love. If you love Him this morning, let's give Him a great big hand clap. Praise God.
2: The soldier and the whip. The blood and pain The stripes, the hammer And the rugged tree This is the way my Jesus died On Calvary You see he proved his love At Calvary oh and if he never does another thing for me in my life if he never heals my body Or touches my soul again. I'm going to love him. And I'll praise him forever. Because I know my Jesus proved his love at Calvary. Oh, if he never does another thing for me. my life, and if he never heals my body or touches my soul again, I'm gonna love him and I'll praise him forever, because I know my Jesus proved his love at kind. Gives me love when I need his love. If he never is my friend when I am so low, and if he never, never promised heaven, I can't complain. Because I know my Jesus proved his love at Calvary. Oh, if he never does another thing for me in my life. If he never heals my body. Or touches my soul again I'm gonna love him And I'll praise him forever Because I know my Jesus proved his love At Calvary Oh, if he never does another thing for me my life if he never heals my body or touches my soul again I'm going to love him and I'll praise him forever because I know my Jesus proved his love at Calvary if he Never gives me love when I need his love. And if he never, ever is my friend when I'm so low, what if he never, never promised heaven? I can't complain because I know My Jesus proved his love at Calvary Oh, yes, if he never does another thing For me in my life If he never heals my body or touches my soul again I'm gonna love him and I'll praise him forever because I know my Jesus proved his love at Calvary and if he never promised heaven I can't complain Because I know, my Jesus proved his love at Calvary.
1: You know, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. And I wasn't going to say anything about this. But uh, me and the Lord had a little talk. And we thank Him for things, for things that we acquire, houses, land, cars, clothes, food, and all of that. And uh, of course, uh, Thanksgiving we probably eat too much and ate the wrong things. And when we got back last night, uh, yesterday, uh, we'd been out to the camp and uh, with the family and had a good time and... and uh, I don't know what brought it on. It's been about ten years ago that uh, that I had uh, bypass surgery, and have gone back to the hospital several times because of complications, and uh, didn't uh, they never could figure out what was wrong with me. And but every time something starts happening inside, will you, you know, it, it scares you. I just. I have to be honest with you it, it makes you stop and think and I kept having this pain in my chest just kept persistent and I, I didn't want to say anything because I sure didn't want to go back to the hospital and I gave you these little old tablets nitroglycerin tablets and I took one of them and went away for a little bit and then it came back and uh, so finally when I went to bed it, I lay there and it, it uh, Pain was persistent, so I did something better than nitro. I just began to ask the Lord to touch my body and to uh, stop the pain, and I went to sleep, and been no more pain, and I'm very, very <clears throat> thankful this morning for God that still answers prayer, and he cares for his children. Praise God! Let's love Him again.
0: We love you, God. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah! You may be seated, Brother Jeffrey. Come sing for us, and if you would. And we're glad to have uh, Amber and Joe Evans in church with us this morning. And we're glad everyone's here. Brother Duplissy was saying that, and something like brother Haines said jumped on my mind. Whenever I was young, went into the service, I had a lot of red hair. I, I, I was proud of my hair. And I got up there in that barber in the chair and he said, son, you got nice hair. I said, thank you. He said, you want to keep it? I said, yes, sir. He said, we'll get something to put it in. And I thought, you know, that's the way everyday life is. We got a lot of things that you know, think it's important. that It, we got a lot it of don't things mount things. to really a hill of beans. Right. The main thing that matters is touching Jesus, yes. the church, the, the thing truth, thing. and we got to have a preacher. And that's all that matters is your record being straight with God. And, and though I fail and though I come short, I know from whence cometh my help. I know where my strength lies. And that's, that's the most important. All this other stuff, Yes, we got it, we need it, and, you know, but it's not important. God is the most important thing. Let's give him a big hand clap this morning. Thank you.
3: If everyone here could just get your eyes on him. God would come down and fill your cup up to the brim. Pour out the Holy Ghost rain And you wouldn't be leaving like you came In Jesus' name I won't leave here like I came In Jesus' name And I won't leave here Bound, oppressed, sick or lame The Holy Ghost book of Acts is still the same. And I won't leave here like I came in Jesus' name. Now there was a crippled man that laid by the beautiful gate. Peter and John passed by and said, what can we do for you too? No, I won't leave here like I came in Jesus' name. i hey.
0: his brother Luper comes hallelujah. hallelujah
4: hallelujah 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 are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today why don't you lift him up just for a moment God we love you today we praise you today Lord we worship you today God magnify your wonderful name we magnify your wonderful name come on we can do a little bit better than that we got a great God today We've got a mighty God today. We've got a powerful God. Hallelujah. 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 How great is thy name, O oh Lord. How wonderful is thy name. How powerful is thy name. It's good to be in the house of God today. So thankful for God's goodness. God's mercy allowing us to be in his house. Lord bless you. You can be seated for a few moments good to see everyone that is here a lot of folks are not here and uh, still celebrating and nothing wrong with that we uh, we don't celebrate as the world celebrates a lot of people still has hangovers from the weekend and uh, we have a hangover from the week (laughs) so that's about the way that we celebrate but anyway I trust and pray believe that everyone had a wonderful thanksgiving we have so much to be thankful for and uh, brother DuPlissy was mentioning already about how that we thank god for things that he gives us and allows us to to uh, possess in this life um, but there is there is many 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 things to be thankful for far above and greater than all of these material things that god allows us to enjoy thank him for those but most of all thank him for his presence amen thank him for allowing us to know this glorious truth and uh, to be free from this world Uh, addictions and the things that this world would laden us down with and uh, the reason why we're free is because we know the truth the scripture said you're going to know the truth and the truth is going to make you free And if you're not free today, fall in love with this glorious truth. Hallelujah. And it's good to see everyone that is here. Good to see Claudia able to be back home today. She's been off doing a little missionary work in Arkansas. And I know uh, that is a foreign country. I mean, (laughs) but uh, no. And uh, been there with my other sisters and very sick. And uh, good to have her back. Good to see Carl here this morning. And uh, good to see everyone else that is here. Good to see Justin back in service today. And uh, Sister Lynette, I believe that's your daughter and son-in-law, is that correct? Good to have you all in the house of God today. Lord bless you for coming. Everyone else that is here, Lord bless you. All of you that are just supposed to be here, good to see Kenny here in church today. And uh, I believe I see Sister Baldry's daughter back there. And uh, probably overlooking some of you. Uh, but it is good to have you in the house of God, so anyway it 's good i 'm just glad to be here myself and uh, made a trip back from West Texas. We were able to go uh, Monday, and uh, we turned a seven hour trip into a 13 or 14 hour trip, so we were right on schedule and uh, But one thing about it, we did not go hungry. We uh, found plenty of places to eat, and my wife and my father in law, we had to stop at Super Walmart in Kerrville, and they bought groceries for the week. And I was getting ready to put stuff back in the motorhome uh, Friday evening, and I went to the freezer, and the freezer was still full of food that they never even took out of the motorhome. So we did not go hungry. And uh, I tell you what, we had plenty to eat, and I trust that each and every one of you did. And I am tired, I am officially tired of turkeys. I am through with turkeys for a couple more weeks. But anyway, appreciate everyone that worked very hard, all of the good help that we had uh, working over there, and all of the ones that sold, I'm sure the young people appreciate that very much, and we did raise a little extra that we will put in uh, the missionary fund. So anyway, Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11 and verse number 9 and verse number 10, we will read from the word of God there, and I want to uh, do my best to give you what I feel the Lord has laid on my heart this morning, and uh, I know... That you're tired and wore out from the weak events. And uh, just if you go to sleep this morning, don't snore too loud. Luke chapter 11, verse number 9 and verse number 10. The scripture says, And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be open for everyone for everyone that ask receiveth and if you seek you're going to find and if you knock it is going to be open the scripture says that you ask, and it shall be given. If you ask, it shall be given, and you can be seated. I want to uh, talk to you this morning from, uh, about prayer and the importance of prayer and let you be reassured and know that prayer still works. Amen. I believe that it still works. Along with the other five in here, I believe that it still works. Well, we got about 25. I believe that it still works. And uh, I believe that prayer is a very, very important part of our walk with God. It is our communication line. Without prayer, we have no communication with God. And if you're not praying, you're not talking to God. And if you're not talking to God, God's not very excited about you. So I believe that that God desires to hear from His people. We find that in the beginning, uh, in the beginning of time when man, this world was created and man was created, God created man for a purpose and that purpose was is for communion with God. And uh, God would come down in the cool of the day and talk with man, and uh, he would have a a, uh, a conversation with man, and God enjoyed that. Sin came into the world by man falling into sin, and it, and it throwed a, a, a divide between God and man. It did not change... God's desire for people to talk to Him and Him to talk to people. God still wants people to talk to Him. There are two kinds of people in the world. And that is those who pray and those who will pray. You do not have a choice. You will pray on a volunteer basis or you will pray out of necessity. But each and every one of us will pray. Uh, there is a saying that says that there is there is no such thing as a dead atheist. They're only living. Because as soon as they die, they come in contact with a God that they did not believe in. So uh, I, I believe today that it is, and I know without a doubt, that it is better to pray on a volunteer basis. And uh, we find that, that in the Bible, in the book of Jonah, that it was telling us, or the story of Jonah, was telling us about a man that was running from God, a, a, uh, a man of God that was running from God. And uh, he was thrown overboard because of a great storm, Uh, that God had produced for him. And then he was swallowed up by a well that God had created for him at the perfect time. And the scripture said that cried I, this is what Jonah had to say about the whole situation, he said cried I by reason of mine afflictions. Uh, So he began to pray not because that's necessarily what he wanted to do, But that was what he was compelled to do. And he realized that that was the only thing that was going to get him out of his situation that he was in. Romans chapter 14 and verse number 11. Or excuse me, let me go to Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 10. First of all, it says that at the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow every knee should bow this is what should happen at the name of Jesus every knee that means everybody should bow at the name of Jesus and it does not say in this scripture that you will be compelled to bow but it said that you should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth everything should bow at the name of Jesus that's those who have a desire to pray. And then it says in Romans chapter 14 and verse number 11, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. This is, and, and every tongue shall confess to God. This is those who do not really want to pray, but they will eventually bow to the Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is something that we should all understand and all know and don't allow the devil to take this from you. And that is your faith in prayer. And you you have faith believing that when I pray, God is going to hear my prayer and God is going to answer our prayer. Prayer is like a track and, and uh, that we lay down which God can come and work for us. Uh, God is, if you can simply put it, is like a, a, a train, an engine that pulls a train. It is powerful. It is uh, unstoppable. You can hook everything that you want to to it and it just keeps on a trucking down the track. But it doesn't matter how powerful the train is if it does not have a track to roll down. If you get it off the track, it's simply going nowhere. And that is what prayer is to God. It is a track that we lay for God to travel down. And it is something that we place out where God can come to us and do what we need Him to do in our life. And if you're not praying, you're not providing a track for God's, God's work to be done in your life. If you're wondering, why, why am I having so much trouble? Why, uh, why is this going on in my life? Why am I not uh, being victorious? Why can I not withstand temptation? Why can I not be an overcomer? You need to check out the track that has been laid. Is a track at a dead end in your life. It's not a matter and it's not if prayer works. Prayer works without a shadow of a doubt. It's not if God has the ability, if God can, if God will. God will, God has the ability. There is power in God, but we must pray and ask God for whatever we need. You say, oh, God God knows what I need before I ask. That is 100% correct. But God still says that you must ask. If you're going to receive, you must ask. Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. You've got to have faith that God is going to hear your prayer. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to always believe and know and understand without a doubt that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You have got to make up in your mind while everything is going well, that if something happens in my life, I'm still going to have faith that God is able to make a difference in my situation. There is going to be times in our life where we're going to run up against a wall, so to speak. And it, it's going to seem like that, that everything that could go wrong is going wrong. And everything that could possibly happen is happening in our life. That is the reason why you've got to have it made up in your mind that no matter what happens in life, I know that God is still a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. That I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop coming to the house of God. I'm not going to stop being faithful to God because I know and no matter what circumstance that I find myself in that God is still hearing my prayer and God is going to make a way in my life where there seemeth to be no way. Amen. When everything is good, you pray. Some people can't pray when they're on the mountaintop. They're too busy just enjoying the scenery from the mountaintop. And then some people can't pray when they're in the valley. Some people can't pray when they're in the midst of climbing to the mountaintop. So this is what we must do. We must always pray. Amen. We must always pray. We must always have a desire to pray. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse number 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Without a shadow of a doubt, my faith is not shaken in the ability that prayer will work. Amen. My faith is not, not upset in my God, in my confidence, in my God, because I know no matter what's happening in my life right now, amen, I'm not, I'm not focusing on what I am going through right now. I am focusing on the ability that God has. And I keep putting my prayer out, and I know that God is going to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Amen. I was talking to... Uh, my brother this morning on the phone, and uh, I, we were talking about what we were preaching about this morning and and he said, "You know, I was talking about prayer the other day and i I looked he said, You know where prayer was mentioned the first time in the Bible and i said, Well, not really but but uh i said what what are you talking about and he said, Well he said the first time that prayer was mentioned in the Bible was when it says and, Enos, and and there was a son born Enos and men begin to pray and men to be, begin to call upon the name of the Lord and he said the first time people realize they are to pray is when the children entered into the world i said well there's a lot maybe a lot of truth to that so all the parents can give a good hearty amen to that 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 when you have children you know you need to pray then and without a shadow of a doubt you need all the help that you can get from God so so without a doubt in our minds, we understand and know the necessity of prayer. But the devil has come to war against our minds and against our spirits to, to uh, damage our confidence and our faith in what prayer will do. You say it, and I, I'm sure everyone in here this morning would agree that that oh I, I know prayer works. I know prayer works. I without a shadow of a doubt, I know prayer works. Well, well, if you know it works so much, why don't you try it a little more often? You know so much, little more often? <laughs> Woo! That was quite that that might not should have been said, but it was good anyway. But but here here we are. The devil is trying to destroy our confidence in prayer because he knows if he can get you questioning well, I, I pray and nothing happens and, and I pray and God doesn't do anything for me and He can get you questioning what God is going to do for you. He can make you stop praying because you lose your ability and faith to believe that, that when I pray, God is going to hear my prayer. There, there are four secrets of answered prayer. Number one, we must pray to please God. Number two, to come to God in the right attitude and with the right motives. We can find this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through 15. And number three is to believe that He is, John chapter 16 and verse 23. And number four, to believe that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. If one can believe that as much as he believes in the existence of God, prayer will be granted. If one believes firmly in his existence and doubts his word, he makes him, makes God a liar, and and God is under no obligation to answer your prayer. James chapter 1 verses 4 through 8. So if you believe in the existence of God, and you doubt the ability to touch God through your prayer, you're not believing what God's Word has to say about your ability to pray. We need to make up in our mind, devil, I will not allow you to discourage me. I know that God desires me to pray, and I know that when I pray, God is going to work in my situation. Amen. Sometimes... We pray of this. We pray uh, instead of praying that God's will be done in our life. We pray that God give me my needs. God give me my wants. God give me the love of my life. God give me the desires of my heart. Instead of allowing God to work in our life. Uh, There there was three Indians that that had got together one day. And they were talking. And... uh, they were discussing their ability to pray and who had who had the most uh contact with God and who was able to get God to work for their prayers. One said said we pray for healing and uh, our patients get well about half of the time. Another Indian spoke up of another uh tribe and said well said we pray for rain. And uh, it happens about 70% of the time. And finally, the Apache Indian spoke up and he said, that's all well and that's all good, but we Apaches pray for the sunrise prayer and dance, and it works every time. So sometimes we are praying that God, instead of God's will be done, God, let me have my will. Let me have my desire. Let me have what I want. And the scripture still tells us that if, if we would give ourselves to God and we would permit ourselves to be used of God and say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. The scripture says in Third John chapter 1 and verse number 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in help. This is God's desire for each and every child of God that we would prosper and be in health. But we forget to read the last part of the scripture, and that says, Even as thy soul prospers. What is that talking about? That is talking about our spirit. As our spiritual man grows, as our spiritual man comes to maturity, as our spiritual man draws closer to God and gets to the place that God wants us to be, God wants us to have prosperity and God wants us to have help. But more than prosperity and help in this life, God wants our spiritual man to grow stronger and stronger in him every day. I want to tell you today, church, if we could get a desire to pray that God, help me to be what you want me to be. God, help me to work for you. Help me, God, to be in the center of your will. Help me, God, to do what you want me to do. We would find that God would answer our prayers more often Amen The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man Availeth much Psalms chapter 34 and 4 said Delight thyself also in the Lord And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart Delight yourself in the Lord Then, after you have delighted yourself in the Lord, then He will give us the desires of our heart. To see see what the problem is. Some of us, if God gives us wealth and God gives us health and God gives us strength, and God gives us blessings before our spiritual man develops, what we do is turn our back on God and think that we accomplished all of this by ourselves. Amen. But when God allows our spiritual man to develop, then we know from which our blessings come, and we give God the praise and God the glory and God the honor because God has blessed us. So it is important that God does not, I have seen God do it before, that the blessings come before the soul starts getting in the right place with God and, and, and people start enjoying the blessings of God and, and what God can do for them. And, and we all enjoy the blessings of God until our blessings become our curse. Until the things that God blesses us with, we get so busy enjoying the blessings of God until we are not faithful to God. We get so busy enjoying the prosperity that God has given us until things become more important than the house of God. Amen. We we were talking about it just the other day and showing you some slides of of our trip to Belize and, and my heart was touched and my heart was stirred about what I see the hunger of people and what I realized was that these people were there they didn't have anything else to do it didn't matter how long church went they was just excited to be there because they didn't have a television set to go home to they didn't have a movie across the street to go to they didn't have a restaurant to go hang out at after church There was nothing to do, nowhere to go. All they had was God. They didn't have a nice home to go to after church. All they knew was, hey, we're just going to church and we're going to be there until God gets through. Amen. What has happened to us? We are enjoying the blessings of God until our blessings have become our curses. And we are so busy with the blessings of God until we forget to think God. From whence our blessings come. God. Right. Amen. Boy, you're quiet this morning. Come. Hallelujah. I must be I must be hitting home today on some of you. So so here we here we are just man, whoo, where are we gonna go next on vacation? We we were coming back yesterday and we was already talking about going back in December. Where where are we gonna go? We we were coming back from vacation in this year. In Florida, the discussion was, where are we going to go next year? What are we going to do next? We buy something and then we say, well, what are we going to buy next? We buy a new car and talking about what our next one is going to be. Build a new house and talk about how we're going to do the next one different. Get a raise and talk about, boy, it's going to be good when I get that next one. When when I when, and, and we're just enjoying the blessings of God and we fail to take time nothing wrong with the blessings of God but don't allow the blessings of God keep you out too late before, before church and you don't have time to stop by and say thank you in the prayer room Whoo, praise God that's some good preaching right there man I like that kind of preaching don't allow the blessings of God now there's nothing wrong with going out and having a good time and and uh, I don't say a lot of lot about people missing church when it's on a on occasion special occasions, but but just just laying out of church, there's no you know we're enjoying the blessings of God, and we forget to give thanks to the blesser. Amen. When we didn't have anything, God, I can't get enough of you. God, I want your help. God, I need your strength. God, I, I need your blessings. God, I, I can't make it without you. But but when we get to the place where where you know I, I really I really don't need a whole lot right now, God, and, and when I get to needing you, I'll start calling on you a little more often. No, it's in the bad times. And in the good times, we still have our daily devotion to God. And God, I may not need anything right now, but I just come by to say, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God desires to give you the desires of your heart. That's what God wants you. But I say, God, if the desires of my heart, would cause me to be lost. Give me what I need and not my desires. And if we start praying that prayer and God, I let this spiritual man develop. Some, some of you in this place today could not handle a million dollar blessing. That would be too much money to pay your tithe. No way you could give a hundred grand to God because that would be too much. <laughs> so some of you I'd like to, I'd like to just say God go ahead and try it because I believe that some of you would, <laughs> boy, that'd be a blessing. Lord. But but God, give us the desire of my the desire of my heart. And when our desire becomes God's desire, that's when we're going to get what we need from God. When, when we have the same desire, God, how can I, how can I better myself in living for you? God, how can I do something more for you? How could I accomplish something more for you? How could I be a better witness? How could I be more faithful? What in the world could I do, God, to better, to better my spiritual man in living for you? God wants you to prosper and to be in good health. Delight thyself in the Lord, and then, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Luke chapter 11 and verse number uh, 11 through 13 tells us a story. Now the story that I've read today in Luke chapter 11, before this, before my text scriptures, it was talking about a man that came to a friend at night, and he was banging on the door. And uh, he had a he had a he had company that come in unexpectedly, and this man did not have anything to feed his company. So he went to his neighbor's house, a friend's house, and he began to knock on the door. And his friend said, "I can't get up. I'm already in bed. My children are in bed. I've washed my feet, and I can't get up." And the man just kept on knocking on the 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 neighbor's door. And uh, as he began to knock, finally, the scripture said, not because that he was his friend, but because of his importunity, this man gets up out of bed and goes to see what his neighbor wants and gives him the bread that he needs to supply for his unexpected guest. Because of his importunity. Now you know what that is. That's because of his continual coming, his continual knocking, it began to worry him, and it got on his nerves, and he said, I can't sleep anyway. I might as well get up and give this man what he needs. And the Scripture said, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And then the scripture said in Luke chapter 11, verse number 11 uh, through 13, it says, If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he shall ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he for a uh, offer him a scorpion? If then... If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that asketh. Amen. So so here we are. We see that that this man and 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 Jesus was relating to them this story. He said, if you not, it's going to be open. If you seek, you're going to find and, and and this is what's going to happen in your life. He said how much more do you think your God wants to give you good gifts? You being a father, you being a mother want to give your children everything that you possibly can. Amen. Give them all the gifts that you possibly can. Bless them as much as you possibly can. Your God in heaven is looking down upon each and every one of us this morning saying I want to bless my people I want to bless my church I want to bless this congregation, amen, but it is up to us to ask, it is up to us to knock, it is up to us to seek, amen we must pray, we must seek the face of God, we must continue to knock upon heaven's door even when it seems like nothing has happened we must continue to knock Even when it seems like God is not hearing our prayers, we must continue to not. Amen. When it seems like uh, the old saying is that our prayers have hit the ceiling of the room, we must continue continue to pray. Continue to pray. Amen. Keep praying and don't faint. Keep praying and don't doubt. Keep asking, keep believing and don't doubt in your spirit and in your heart. I am here to tell you today that if you pray, it will work. If you pray, you will have a miracle in your life. If you pray, your family will be saved. If you pray, you will have revival in your home. Amen. That is the will of God. The will of God is for you to be in in good health. And the will of God is for you to prosper. But you must first delight yourself in the Lord. How do I do that? I keep praying. I keep seeking the face of God. I keep drawing closer to God. I keep reaching out for God. And that's when God is going to work out my problem. Some of you have trouble and you're wondering, God where are you at? Why don't you work out this problem? God won't you move in this situation? God won't you do a work for me? You first must delight yourself in the Lord. Where have you been for the last six months? And immediately when you call on the name of the Lord, you, may, you believe all heaven ought to break loose and come and work out your problem. And you've been unfaithful to God. God, has, God hasn't even heard from you in months, in weeks. I'm telling you, in this society that we live in, daddies especially, it is your responsibility to teach your children how to pray. Everybody's mad about school, taking the Bible out of the schools, taking the Bible out of the college, taking prayer out of school. And I don't think that's right. But what has happened first, society took prayer and the Bible out of the home. How long has it been since you as a parent, your children have accidentally walked up in your room or or somewhere where you were knelt down shedding tears before God? think about that for a few moments and we want to tell them oh you need to go to the prayer room you need to pray you need to be faithful to God you you need to talk to God, but you have got to show by an example oh praise God I'm not in hot water right now but but anyway that's that's the truth that is the truth parents you have a responsibility you're not going to change them when they get 15 when they get 18 you're not going to change them then you're not going to beat them into submission but they have got to see a mama and a daddy that goes and says son daughter at here this, this, this is the way this thing works This is is where we get strength. This is where we get help. This is where we we get the strength that we need to survive another day. How is that? By praying, praying, praying. I could never never, uh, uh, admonish you enough. I could never encourage you enough to put it to work in your life. Try it and see if it will work. Just start doing it every day and see if it don't make a difference in your everyday activity. Do it every day and see if it don't make a difference in the way that you talk. Do it every day and see if it don't make a difference in the way that you walk, the way that you dress, what you listen to, what you partake of. When you are talking to God, there's some things that God is going to condemn you of. And say, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, right, right here. The reason why you haven't felt conviction of the Holy Ghost is because you ain't talked to God in a long, 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 long time To nothing ever bothers you. Everything becomes legal. Everything becomes good. Everything becomes, oh, if it feels good, do it. That's what, that's what society does today. If it feels good, do it. Everybody enjoy. Enjoy what's going on. Enjoy what's happening. Enjoy what's taking place. When what used to condemn you never condemned you anymore. It just ain't. It ain't that bad. Places that you go that you used to not would go to. Ooh, Lord, how did I get off on that? The reason why you can go there and you feel comfortable in that atmosphere is because of the lack of prayer. Because when you're talking to God, that spiritual man is going to be getting stronger. When you start to do something, there's going to be a, something that goes off in the back of your brain, down in your heart, and says, ooh, I don't think I... I just, that's just not me. And you'll just mosey on and find yourself doing something else, and, and then all of a sudden, the blessings of God starts pouring in. Prayer works. The Scripture says, the Scripture says in Matthew chapter... 21, and 21 it says Jesus answered and said unto them now this is how powerful prayer is and uh, I know uh, I might be boring some of you this morning but I'm not boring you quite to tears I don't see any tears but but uh, I'm, I'm almost through Matthew chapter 21 and 21 it says this about a mountain Jesus answered and said unto them verily I say unto you if you have faith and doubt not ye shall Not only do this which is done to the fig tree. That's when he cursed the fig tree because it did not bear fruit. And the fig tree dried up and withered away within a day. But also if you shall say unto this mountain. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. It shall be done. Wow, that's powerful. Can you imagine looking at a mountain and saying, okay, mountain, you're in the wrong place, and I need to do something with that property that you're on. I want you to be moved over here. Some of you doubt that God would do that. Some of you's faith might be just, let me share with you a story. We were over in Belize, and I heard Brother Brother Booker tell this story, and then I called this morning and got some of the facts on it, and I thought I knew who it happened to, but but I, I was correct, and I just wanted to make that that clear before I would relate to you the story. Brother, uh, <clears throat> Brother Holmes in, in Little Rock, Arkansas, I know he has a big, beautiful church there on the interstate, and uh, he bought this piece of property there on Interstate 40, that, and I can remember when I was younger going by it, it was nothing but a big old rock cliff where they had cut through the rock and made a highway. And I, I can remember people wondering, what, what in the world is he going to do with that, that big old mountain that's there? You know? And he said, well, I'm going to build a church there. But it, it was quite obvious that a church couldn't sit on the side of that hill like it was. They said that he would go out there every morning and pray, God, you know what we need to do here, and I want this mountain moved. And he had talked to people about how much it's going to cost. You know, people can do that nowadays. And how much it was going to cost to get this mountain taken and the dirt done away with and the rock done away with and flatten it out where they could build a church. Said every day he would go by there and pray, God, I want this mountain moved. It was going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars to get it moved. Said one day he pulled up on the property and a vehicle pulled up beside him and said, who owns this? He said. Well, I'm the pastor of the church. You know, conversation struck up, and he told him that they owned it. And uh, so he said, "Well, what what are you going to do with it?" He said, "Well," said, "eventually we want to build a church here." He said, "Well, you know, it's quite obvious that you can't build a church here." He said, "But I, I was I drove by here time after time, and I've looked at this property, and we need some dirt, and we need." We need a lot of dirt. I, I believe it was something, either the highway department or the military there, and they were training people, and they, they needed to train them how to, how to move uh, all of this kind of dirt and rock, and, and they needed to put it into place. He said, I'll tell you what. said said, we'll take this mountain down, we'll flatten this out, and we'll pay you for the dirt. You can go out and say, Mountain be thou removed and cast into the sea. And if you have faith and doubt not. That's how powerful prayer is. Not only did it get moved, but they got paid to move for for the dirt that they moved off. And they they were wanting to pay somebody. That's the way that God works. And I tell you today, saint of God... Whatever your need is this morning, whatever your problem is, whatever your sickness is, whatever your mountain is in your life, all you have got to do is dedicate yourself to God and have faith in prayer. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt, I said I know without a shadow of a doubt that God is concerned about His people. And God said, hey, if you have a mountain in your life and you want that mountain removed and cast into the sea, all you got to do is say, Mountain, be thou removed out of my life, out of my way. I am pressing forth to victory. God has got something great in store for me. I'm here to tell somebody this morning that whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing in life, God is still a miracle worker. You need to give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to believing in God. God, that God is going to make a difference in my life starting now my life. starting right now God is I, I tell you what I feel like everybody in this place right now are to lift your hands let's stand to our feet, lift our hands toward heaven. God is trying to do something for somebody's life right now. amen somebody's got a mountain in your way, somebody's got a problem that you can't fix, but God is in the house right now to fix that problem. God is in the house right now hallelujah hallelujah why don't somebody reach out to God? Why don't somebody reach out to God? If you ask, it shall be given. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock, it shall be open unto you. Somebody ought to start knocking on heaven's door. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I know you can. Jesus, I know you will. Jesus, I know you're about to make a difference in my life today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Prayer works. Prayer works. Prayer works. Whatever you're going through right now, why don't you place it in the hand of God and say, God, I can't do anything but pray about it. God, I can't change it. God, but I know you can. God, I can't make the difference, but I know you can. Prayer works. I challenge you
1: today, church, pray, 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 pray until something happens.